the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said, this looks President like Shorts there. He's in in Wisconsin. I know that squirrel because it looked like Orville Redenbacher on meth announced him. You know who the uh, governor of Wisconsin is. I believe his name is Evers. You know, I am the last speaker before the the big guy comes out. It's nice because he confirmed exactly who the big guy was in all of the emails we have. We already know he's a traitor and thief. And now thanks to this last so-called campaign with the dimwit in diapers, our other suspicions are once again solidified every time he opens his mouth. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. And the Democrats laugh because they don't give a rip because what he was there is to celebrate how he gave a billion dollars away to the Democrats' scourge in Wisconsin that have managed to destroy very selected areas. But that leads me to the other issue, because this, this mafia party, they like it. They'll laugh at the dimwit. They know he's got dementia. They know he's a crooked whore who is at the, 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 owns the accounts for $24 million from the Chinese Communist. They don't care. They just want their cut. So I wash my hands of the rat Democrats. I'm more interested in the opposition to them. And the only way that I see we can even remotely survive this is to ostracize the whores. And there's no better example than the Boeing whore. The bust out up until 10 months ago. Magically, she's $8 million for sitting on the board. So I wanted to investigate Jeff DeWitt's claim of the boys back east. See, I want to know where they're holding their meeting. I want to kick the door in, and I want to drag them out by their hair and their phony trust funds. I absolutely do, and I know you do too. So let's investigate a little bit of who these scum are. That Nikki Haley donors are growing increasingly skeptical of her continuation to stay in the race. Reed Hoffman, a prominent Haley billionaire donor, has reportedly put his money on hold for the Haley campaign. But she. Reed Hoffman, prominent donor. Now, you've heard about this scum, Reed Hoffman, for years. He's a Silicon Valley uh, oligarch. He hit it in the beginning. He's a big, fat pig of a slob. But here's the other thing he is Reed Hoffman is today and always has been a massive mega donor to the Democrats as well. You had an opportunity recently in San Francisco to meet with President Biden. You talked about AI. What can you tell us about it? <laughs> he was like, look, I recognize a lot. Listen, this is why when you see those, 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 those ex-strippers that are married to these Silicon Valley oligarchs, and they look like they're having a good time, they got the $6,000 purse and the G-Wagon and the plastic surgery, that's hard work. 
Because if you look at these sallies, these fat slobs, they almost earn every penny. And I'm not expert. So how do I approach it? Here are my questions. Are there more important questions? Here are the people that I have working on this. Are they working on the right things? Are they talking to the right people? So he brings an open mind. And his goals are most fundamentally being kind of a man of the people. What does it mean for the bulk of Americans? How do their lives become better with this? What does it mean for their jobs? What does it mean for education? And that kind of thing was actually his top of mind question. He most wanted to go, I don't want to leave the room without getting a sense of that. So while he's donating to Nikki Haley, he's in meetings with Biden. He's a consultant to Biden. He's a confidant to the Democrat Party. And he's Nikki Haley's biggest donor. We're headed back to Sun Valley, Idaho, where CNBC's Julia Borson is sitting down with a special guest. Julia. Thanks so much, Melissa. I'm joined now by Reid Hoffman, who has many titles, including co-founder of LinkedIn many years ago, board member at Microsoft, now a founding partner at at Greylock, and among many other things, uh, a co-founder of Inflection.ai, which is a big uh, new startup in that space, in the AI space. I want to start off with a conversation here. I want to end right there. Everyone of those corporatist, phony, fraud, scum companies, every one of them, in bed with government spending. That's why they're in bed with the government spending whores and corrupt frauds and the career politicians. That's why they make them rich, because they get the money kicked back. In the same reason Joe Biden is on a tour to recipients of your tax dollars and government spending. And as they talk about the economy, they never talk about another staggering stat. For the first time in recorded history, we today are at 34.1 trillion. You see, when you are acquiring 1.2 billion an hour in debt because you're not keeping up with what you're spending, you're bankrupting your nation, it tends to be a little bit of a problem. So these idiots have to go on tour and sell the lie, which is the Democrats are good at anything, which we all know they're not. Just take a look at anywhere they're in charge. But the more important thing is, who are the they? How come it just keeps going on? And the answer is because the classes separate. We get poorer and the oligarchs get richer and more untouchable. And when you realize that this scum is not only a Democrat, he's always been a never Trumper. This is way back when Trump was running. And out front now, billionaire Reid Hoffman, the co-founder of LinkedIn, a Hillary Clinton supporter. He's offering to donate up to five million dollars if Donald Trump. Wait, 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 wait. Let's hear that again. Hillary Clinton support. So wait. He supports the Duchess of Chaffington, short stairs Biden, and Nikki Haley, her biggest donor, Reed Hoffman. And out front now, billionaire Reed Hoffman, the co-founder of LinkedIn, a Hillary Clinton supporter. He's offering to donate up to $5 million if Donald Trump releases his tax returns before the final presidential debate. So, Reed, great to have you with me. Look, you are busy doing a lot of things, investing in a, a lot of companies right now. Why is it so? I wonder... Did Reed Hoffman ever release his tax records? I mean, he makes his money on stock, right? Did he ever release? When you release the tax records, do you ever release the campaign contributions to your PACs that you help these so-called politicians and lobbyists create? See, that's the game. That's how it's played. They're just assets of foot soldiers of real corrupt mafia dons. This is a mafia don, this fat pig. So Jeff DeWitt and every other two-bit whore lobbyist on K Street, they're just vessels of corruption. And this scallywag 
goes there and he steers his own money. So he never pays taxes. And then from having the politicians that are in charge of the spending, they take the government spending and they kick it right back to the company. It's a great scam. Just ask the Chinese communists. So important to you that Donald Trump releases tax returns. Well, I'm a great believer in American democracy. And I think it's really important that everyone's informed about. If you're so big on information, why don't you read the back of the food, the calorie count, fatso? I mean, why? You know, here's a guy worth billions of dollars. Can you hire a personal trainer? Why don't you go on that thing MK went on where you have the bacon stains in your underwear, but at least you drop some weight. All kinds of important things about a person who hopes to lead them. It's questions about what have there actually been philanthropic contributions and what have those been like. It's a question of whether or not there's conflicts of interest. And I think conflicts of interest, squirrel, conflicts of interest. That should be Nikki Haley's name. Conflict of interest. She's nothing but another vessel of corruption. She should have uh, Jeff DeWitt as her running campaign manager or maybe his vice, her vice president. Because the reality is, when that question was asked of Carrie Lake, how much? That's the question that Nikki Haley said, I'm all in. Just to say, is there a number at which... I can be bought. Not be bought. <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple of years. No. And then go right back to what you're doing. No. 10 million, 20 million, 30, no, no, no. A billion... A billion, no. Yeah, okay. Well, you got Nikki Haley for $8 million. She just pretended to sit on the board of Boeing because that's what these boards are. These boards don't exist because they're representing the shareholders. These boards are architects of political corruption, and it needs to stop. It needs to stop. I mean, after all, if you can't get a board, what else could you get? I know, a labor extortion mafia. And this choice is clear. Joe Biden bet on the American worker, while Donald Trump blamed the American worker. So if our endorsements must be earned, Joe Biden has earned it. That's Sean Fain, UAW, labor extortion mafia that stole 17 million from its own workers in the last 12 years. Don't worry about that. And the nice thing is it's open. Now it's all open. It's not like it was in the 60s where these were rumors and these were the insiders. Every single American now knows how the game is played. And every single American now knows exactly what the lies really amount to. And we still brought the deficit down by $7 billion. $7 billion. The deficit right now is $1.75 trillion. The only time it's ever been higher is in 2020. When the U.S. government, led by a Republican, shut down the economy. It's the only time it's ever been higher. Think about that. In the meantime, this idiot, he can say anything to Democrats. And they'll laugh and they'll chuckle and they'll cheer. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. (laughs) Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. You heard two frickin' words out of the entire sentence, the Great Lakes. Now let's see how he does in the rest of his speech, shall we? And thanks to the outstanding senators, Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, Tammy Gillard, and Amy Kobachar and Tina Smith from the state of Minnesota. Are they people? Or is he naming Muppets? Who's he naming? Because he can't talk anymore. Because he has dementia. He even forgot how much money he stole to become a traitor that he is. 
I have all three of them on my side. I don't worry about anything. The last thing you want to hear if you're a woman from 8 to 80 is that creepy son of a dog whispering. That's the, that's the get out of here, I'll tell you what. But don't worry. The donors that donate to that mafia, they're all in with Nikki Haley. That Nikki Haley donors are growing increasingly skeptical of her continuation to stay in the race. Reed Hoffman, a prominent Haley billionaire donor, has rep- No, he's not. He's a prominent billionaire Hillary Clinton donor, Joe Biden donor, Democrat mafia donor, government donor. Because he got rich through kickbacks and spending schemes. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, let me clarify my uh, statement. He actually got rich. Because he was friends with Elon Musk and the crew that started PayPal. He stays rich and gets richer because he implements the, what do they call it, rent-seeking? I call it a kickback. I call it a kickback. He gives millions, he gets back hundreds and billions. That's how the game works. And he continues to give more and more and more. There's another little problem about having somebody with this kind of expertise. He's not only at the forefront of AI... He understands exactly what the ramifications can be. The concerns around AI hallucinations and deep fakes with generative AI, especially around the upcoming election cycle. Does that concern you? It concerns me very much. Unfortunately, I think it's as generative AI and doing hallucinations, it's much easier to generate things that are complicating than others. I think that we will have to work on this. I think we will see players like the Russians and other folks interfering with our election for their own purpose. I'm not worried about the Russians, corporatist fat slob. I'm worried about you. I'm not worried about Russian interference. I'm worried about Reed Hoffman, Silicon Valley oligarch, Washington oligarch. That's what I'm interested in. And now you've got the technology to do it. I think it will be up to the platforms to actually, in fact, figure out the kind of defense strategies. I don't think AI by itself, even though the companies talk about watermarking content, well, that's from the models that are provided by Open. By the way, Reed Hoffman, in his, in his um, dissertation of how his meeting went, with Joe Biden, he makes him sound like he understood and grasped uh, all of the nuances of AI. I wonder when you listen to Joe Biden speak, do you feel he understands what anything is? Just last week, we saw the biggest jump in 30 years and how positive consumers are feeling about the economy. Things are finally beginning to sink in. We passed a lot of really good legislation. We knew it was going to take time for it to begin to take hold. But it's taken hold now and turning the economy around. They tout, uh, nope. they tout so-called uh, growth. Explain to me how we have growth in the economy when in the fiscal year, which is less than half a year old, right now, today, government spending is at $6.3 trillion. Somebody explain to me how, in, how we're growing. If you're only seeing a jump in gross domestic product, where do you think that money's going? It's going to make these companies look as if they're actually profitable. They are not that's why all of us are wallowing in the absolute inflation, in the absolute feudalism that is Bidenomics. And only a couple of senators want to ask their intelligentsia, like Jared Bernstein, who in the real world, when it came to investing, lost $1.5 billion, when that was a lot of money, back in 2008, of Harvard's money. 
He's an expert in this one, though. So let me ask Dr. Bernstein a question. Doc, why did you think inflation was temporary? The word, of course, transitory is what you're referring to. And I, I, I not only believe, but I've said, and this is... Well, is temporary and transitory, those are synonymous, right? Yeah, those are they're, they're synonyms. And okay, I think well, the, tell me why... But I think transitory no, was... Tell me pretty, why you thought inflation... I'm going to be accurate. Why, you, why in, in your... Why do you think they started to use the word transitory, Squirrel? Why do you think they started to use the word? Because they're blacksmiths of language, of deception. They used it because they knew people would not understand that it was supposed to be a very temporary thing. And the reality is now they're getting used to it because simultaneously with inflation, welfare has increased by 26% as more Americans are on welfare than at any time in history. Wisdom, you thought inflation was was, uh, transitory or temporary. Well, let me be clear about what we meant at at the time. And by the way, um, and this is contrary to uh, what uh, uh, Ranking Member Scott said earlier, um, I did not ever say that people didn't understand transitory. What I said was we didn't understand transitory. In fact, well, that's clear. We can stipulate to that. That word uh, mean that word is temporally ambiguous. It meant different things to to some people meant two weeks to some people meant two years. What we meant. And let me answer your question. We thought inflation was going to accelerate and gradually cool down over time. Now, that has turned out to be, uh, in fact, the pattern that inflation has taken. But it's amazing how they get away with this. Which bill of yours has even stayed the same in a year? Do you have one? Is there one bill you have that has stayed the same? And the answer, of course not, is no. But the people who vote for the Democrats, they don't pay their own bills. And the ones who are rich, they've never paid their own bills and they never will have to. And that's who Kamala Harris and Short Stairs president is talking to. November of of, of 2024, binary. We We have... historic accomplishments in terms of the economy, what we've done to move forward, science, technology, and investment in the American workforce, growing the American workforce, rising wages, bringing down prices. Historic work has happened, no question. It is incumbent on us. It is historic. It is historic. Never before have Americans been so complacent as their government has made them bankrupt because the select few, the government favorites, they're having a banner year. Just ask the UAW. Now, granted, the thousands that have been fired during the negotiations, they don't matter, but they're on welfare now. George in Naperville. Uh, Sean, what do you think about using segments of Biden's speeches on game shows and seeing if people could figure out what he's saying? Well, do you know, I don't know why, George, I started off with that clip when no one could understand him and all he says is Great Lake, Lakes? is because it didn't matter. The room full of Democrats who are recipients of government spending, they don't need him to speak. They just need him to keep cutting the checks. They're a lot like Reed Hoffman. Uh, Greg in Rogers Park. Hey, Sean, Janet Yellen's coming to Illinois tomorrow to speak about how wonderful the economy is and how bad Donald Trump's uh, tax cuts were. Is it Illinois or Chicago? Because that's just what Chicago needs. Uh, Chicago, Another I short 320-pound communist. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, let me know how that goes. Let me know how that goes. I'm sure she's going to tell you pretty much the same thing Kamala Harris did. It's historic. See, because that's all they do. They're just reciting talking points. Because what they understand is the people who listen to them, doesn't matter what they say. They could say anything. That's why when Evers calls them the big guy, it doesn't make sense. They don't care about the evidence of corruption. They're all corrupt. What do you think of that, squirrel? Uh, Craig, I'm out great with 
Oh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Go ahead. Okay. So when things were happening, when uh, Trump was in there, when there's a when there's a uh, you know so-called conservative Republican, everything that happens that's like an issue, the the Democrats make a big deal about it. They got their investigation, they're checking it out, they're doing this. Okay, you got the thing with Kerry Lake in this. Uh, uh, this uh, what do they have in uh, common? What? They're not a conservative Republican. What do each of them have in common? This is the real question that the Leviathan fears. Neither one of them have ever been politicians. Neither one of them. See, it's an outside perspective. It's an outside American with character that the Leviathan, the gangster government fears. That's why you think this new speaker is going to be any different than the old? What did he ever do with his miserable existence? Nothing. He's part of those East Coast boys, boys back East. They bribed them all. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. I know who you are. Movsam Samadov, terrorist leader of some... Goat Casanova, cabal of sickos, 7th century morons, Sharia idiots, right? Did the FBI uh, update us on this? Because, I mean, we found it, right? Yesterday. Anybody? Anybody? I don't see it. I got, what, one, two, three. How party delegates officially decide nominees for president. Nikki Whaley still has a chance. There we go. That's what's running on the TVs. Because, I mean, Nikki Haley, excuse me. I see Nikki Whaley. Uh, Nikki Haley, because that's what the Leviathan wants. The Leviathan and the oligarchs, they want to keep the beat going. Here's the the most disgusting part. The lovely Honey Bunny found a clip from 2007, back when Joe Biden could form a sentence. Not like now. Listen to this. Would you allow these cities to ignore the federal law regarding the reporting of illegal immigrants and, in fact, provide sanctuary to these immigrants? The reason the cities ignore the federal law is the fact that there is no funding at the federal level. To pr- Wait a minute, Squirrel. Just, 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 just hang on. That was 2007, and here's today. Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. <laughs> Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Okay, now back to 2007. Provide for the kind of enforcement at a federal level you need. Pick up the New York Times today. There's a city not far across the river from my state that imposed a similar sanctions. And what they found out is, as a consequence of that, their city went in the dumps, in, in, in the dumpster. Stores started closing. Everything started to happen. And they changed the policy. Part of the problem is you have to have a federal government that can enforce laws. This administration has been fundamentally derelict in not funding any of the requirements that are needed to even enforce the existing So, Senator law. Biden, yes or no, would you allow the cities to ignore the federal law? No. You, okay. <laughs> it's all right. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't remember that speech. He doesn't remember his positions. But he remembers the uh, talking points. Just last week, we saw the biggest jump in 30 years and how positive consumers are feeling about the economy. Yeah, sound real good. Nothing wrong with him. Nothing wrong. He's great doing jumping jacks in the corner. Scott Willowbrook. Hey, Sean, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Scott? Doing good. You know, Sean, i got to be honest with you. I'm feeling kind of good about some of this stuff that's going on. I mean, I, 
I got home yesterday. I'm watching some of the stuff from the election and that, and I'm watching this little uh, clip of this kid that uh, was a Democrat, and he goes, uh, yes, I'm a Democrat, but I voted for Nikki because I wanted to protect my democracy. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, how'd that work for you? How'd that work for you? So I do think people are waking up because they knocked this kid out of his whole little scheme of what he thought he was going to do. He do you had know to why? get out of the... Do you know uh, why you, you feel good about it? Because you flipped before he ended. Because at the end of that very interview, I know the interview you're talking about, they ask him, so in the general, you'll vote for Nikki? No, I'll vote for Biden. Did you hear it? Go well, back and listen well, to it. Yeah. Well, no, of course we know what he's going to do, but, I mean, the bottom line is is it looks like we have enough people starting to wake up to... Oh, you know, well, listen, the, the, the only thing that's good is that the, the failure is undeniable, and now they're all wallowing in it if they still remain in those Democrat strongholds that were once great cities. I get it, but uh, I... I I think we should still pay more attention that no matter what they're going to cheer at the end of it they're going to cheer and that's what they do because they'd rather be in on this scheme than be in control of their own lives because in their own lives without this this scam then they don't get those mystical magical payments every month then they have to worry about the actual economy the ones that you and i go to work for couldn't help but notice he was in his car what do you want to bet he at least worked eight hours and probably on his way to go do something else that's the difference on the other side of the coin, they're pretty much at home, waiting for deliveries. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Wonderful. Wonderful? Good. Uh, what I wanted to go back to was this uh, Jeff DeWitt. Is, it a, is there a possibility that Congress could uh, subpoena this guy and find <laughs> out who these people are? Uh, just hear Did me it, out. Uh, God, find I out love who these your people optimism. Are back east. What do you mean find out? I, they pay them! You don't no, think they I know? This is, I know, but this is what I'm trying to say to you. I understand that. You're going to make I me call you soft people. again. You realize this is going towards, are you soft again? Go ahead. No, I'm not soft again. <laughs> if you let me finish, I just want to finish right, my go daughter. Ahead. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> uh, to find out who these people are, or is everybody part of this scam? And is it time to uh, start a new uh, new party? Bingo! Party. Bingo! There you go. That's that's yeah. absolutely 100% right. And now is the opportunity right. of a lifetime. And there's only one guy that could do it. He's the most hated man in show business, most hated man in politics. Same guy. He can do it. And he could take with him all of us. Because believe me, if you think it's just us, you're wrong. You're wrong. There are people in that scam. There are union workers in that scam that know it's a scam. And they want it to end like you and I do yesterday all they need is for a couple of brave people to expose the names here you go jeff dewitt reed hoffman and i think i'll go even further as well what do you think about that mitt romney magic pants mitt like his father before him nobody ever asked about that bank capital boy that popped up out of nowhere didn't it in the meantime mitt romney has identified the problem and it's not the fact that the government refuses to enforce laws that have been on the books for decades. It's Donald Trump, right, Magic Pants? Uh, it, it was hard for me to see uh, what Leader McConnell was uh, uh, was suggesting. Uh, he seemed to be of two minds in the conversation. Uh, but reading the reports this morning... Well, is he of two minds? Maybe Reed Hoffman said, if you go my way, I'll give you a few million. You know, maybe maybe your guys did it. at the Your ex-partners at Bain. Whatever happened to those guys? Lobbyists now? 
morning, uh, uh, and the fact that he hasn't corrected them suggests that uh, he is inclined to uh, uh, listen to what uh, former President Trump wants. And former President Trump has indicated to senators that uh, he does not want us to solve the problem at the border. Uh, Do you believe the absolute balls of this fraud, you idiot? What do you think, everybody wants you to be Jesus on the next planet? You understand that just three years ago, it was the least of our problems. At record lows, you moron, you fraud. How's Obamacare? Twice as successful as Romney care, right, scumbag? Uh, He wants to lay the blame for the border at Biden. Uh, And the idea that that someone running for president... You know what? I don't want to lay the blame at the the border at Biden. I heard what Biden used to say when he had his faculties. Before the dementia and the twitching and the formaldehyde in his eyeballs. I heard what he said. I blame you! How long have you been there, whore? How long? What did you do? Nothing. Got a nice, got a, does he have a private plane squirrel? Ah, it's probably, probably to churches. President would say, please hurt the country so I can blame my opponent and help my politics is a, uh, a shocking uh, development. You know, half his family lives in Mexico, squirrel. They wanted to marry tremendous amounts of women. Our country doesn't allow that, so they went to Mexico. I think they had a little speed bump a couple years back from the cartel. Frank and Lamont. Oh, let me tell you, brother, we need to start the Federalist Party or the Constitution Party and wipe these morons out of this country. I couldn't agree more. I'm tired. I am so tired of our people, these spineless people who call themselves Americans, selling us out, okay, for for a tax refund or some kind of an incentive that they already paid for, but they're too stupid to realize that they paid for it. They've been doing this to us forever. When, yeah. the U- when Wisconsin Steel closed, you know who got the fancy city jobs? The union bosses yeah. at Wisconsin Steel got the fancy union uh, city jobs while my old man and everybody else had got to go clean kitchen. bathrooms. I'm telling you. See, that's what I love, Frank. Not only do I love everything you said and agree with every word that came out of your mouth, absolutely, but I love you called me from the truck because you're one of those guys working your ass off again, getting extorted and doing it day in and day out and constantly being lied to. You're right. It's, t- it's absolutely time. And you want to know who I want him to pick as the vice president? I'll be very, f- I-, I have said it before, Tulsi Gabbard. That's exactly who I want him to pick as vice president. Let Carrie Lake be the senator of Arizona. Pick Gabbard. Because this is a problem where all the good guys who've been forced to vote for these short-in-the-pants mafia guys to feed their family, give them the out. And, and, and vote for somebody up, who's people. been ostracized by that party as well. Wake up. Love it. Frankie Lamont. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Oh, yeah. If you remember the 80s. Take it easy, baby. You remember when Reagan was strapped with that political whore, that fraud, trust fund baby of Prescott Bush, George Sr. And all of the issues and all of the covert problems and chaos wasn't Ronald Reagan. It was all George Bush. And that's why the vice president is important. I remember also a time when it was about going to get wooden shoes in Holland. Those days are gone. Cynthia, Palos Park. Hey, Sean, this is your friend Cynthia from Palos Park. 100% Tulsi Gabbard. I've been saying this since 2020. He needs to pick her. It'll knock their 
oh. them right out of their shoes. They won't know how to respond to that. I'm going to hang up, and you tell the people why it's important. Thanks. Thank you Love very you. much. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. It's important because of the neighborhoods we're all from, where guys you grew up with, guys you're related to, they went in and they got jobs that they had to get, right? And in order to keep those jobs, they had to be Democrats. That's it. It's the way the game works. You think all of those guys in Bridgeport are fracking Democrats? Of course not. Only when election time comes around. But they need it or they won't get the job. They'll get put on the sideline. They won't get the contract. Are we going to pretend that doesn't happen? That's how that city of corruption has destroyed itself from within. And now you're stuck with this moron. Do you support the the ceasefire resolution that's going to be? Well, as I said before, you know, from the very beginning, you know, the violence uh, that broke out um, several months ago, you know, I condemned the actions of of Hamas. Um, But at this point now. What about the gangster disciples? How about the Latin kings or the Sinaloas or the Gatsangul, whatever these idiots are naming themselves? They got to keep it simple because none of them can spell in your school system, moron. You were in that too, weren't you? Now you're going to give advice on world policy, you moron, with your haircut from the comedy club? I believe we're looking at 25,000 Palestinians that have been killed. Now let's add up how many Chicagoans have been killed over the last 10 years. Is it more or is it less? That's what would be interesting to do, wouldn't it? I said 10 years. Something tells me we could beat them with about eight. In the meantime, cease fire in Palestine, you fraud. Laid on your water bill, bust out in a $6,000 suit. Tim in Plainfield. Hey, Sean, it's Tim. I've called in before. Love your show. Um, right back at you. Do you agree with you with, with starting another party? Trump is the guy to actually bring it to the table. The biggest problem you have is it would never be a significant movement. The reason why it would never be a significant movement is because even the union workers, the government workers, the people invested in your cesspool public school system, they're all getting enriched through that democratic system. So why don't you think, Rob, just let's step back for just a minute and and really just because we're involved every day, right, you and me and a lot of all the listeners, and you're involved and you get caught up in the tit for tat arguments. But just pan back for just a moment. Here's a guy. 80% of the Republicans like Mitt Romney. 80%. All Mitt's that guy. Remember 2012? They're all like him. He's got, now he's got donors. There are cross donors like this Reed Hoffman. He's one of probably a thousand. And in the meantime, you got this guy's hated by everybody, but loved by 74 million that we know of that got cheated in 2020 and probably another 10 or 20 now, right? He wins the nomination of the Republican Party, of the Republican Party. He says, for my vice president, I picked Tulsi Gabbard. And by the way, I'm not a Republican. I am now the leader and the head of the American Liberty Freedom Party. Whatever. That is how you do it. Break the system. you got to break it. I don't want their freaking money. He don't need their money. I don't need. Here, I want Reed Hoffman to stand with his checkbook and shove it in his you-know-what. That's what I want him to do with it. I want K Street to say, we're going to get boarded up. That's what it's going to take. Yeah. Sean, a lot of those people, who's the biggest employer in the state of Illinois is? The state of Illinois. You know? The federal government. A lot of those people, and I know a lot of these people, they go to that booth, they believe everything you say, they vote for Trump, but they are getting completely enriched by the Democratic cesspool, and they don't have any, any relevant skills to believe getting enriched oh, by brother, the Democratic cesspool. Oh, brother, brother, do 
listen, I get going, I, the movement. You know, you know, you remind me, and I, I don't mean this as an attack on you. I'm not attacking you. I don't know you. You're probably a wonderful guy. This is why I never got involved in the Republican Party, because you're underselling your fellow American. You're underselling them. People have agreements that they may be afraid to lose. But we built this country, not political corruption and whores. They just bastardized the principles. We don't need them for jack. And the only way you're going to fix anything is to break it. I don't want your freaking money. That's the carry. I'm telling you, that's what it is. And that's what it's going to take. You cannot buy me. I don't want your money. I'd rather be poor I, with character I, than I, part of this system. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. One, one last word, Don. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an independent person. My money gets redistributed to this sector. It's just too big and too deep. Nothing is, brother. Nothing is. You're, 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 the descendant, you're the descendant of somebody who had nothing. And look at you today. Don't sell out humanity. Don't, don't, don't go along to get along. Break this son of a dog. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just I love this discussion that we're about to have with my friend. I truly do. And the reason I love it is that the evidence is there for everyone to see. Do you think that Rahm Emanuel, the nine-fingered Yakuza, do you think the dailies, you think the oligarchs that destroyed that city, you think they send their kids to the public schools? Seriously. Do you think the upper echelon of the teachers' union send their kids to those mills where five out of 100 can read at grade level? I don't think so. Of course not. 50% of Chicago public school teachers, 50% would never send their kids to the public schools. They just leave that for the victims of corruption. The poor people. It took less than a month without the tax credit scholarship program for these two Chicago area schools to be forced to close. St. Francis of Rome and St. Odilo both announced this semester will be their last, and both are in largely Hispanic neighborhoods. St. Francis said more than half their students depended on investing kids' scholarships. If they have to transfer to public school, the neighboring district has only 18% proficiency in English and 10% in math. There's a real chance these kids could be left behind. The Chicago Teachers Union pushed to end scholarships because it threatens their coffers if public schools shrink. They don't care whether or not kids can read at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's the golden goose of political corruption. It's the public school system. My next guest is the president of Wire Points. His name is Ted Dabrowski. You know who he is. I don't have theme music for him, but he still comes on. How are you, Ted? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? Aggravated. Aggravated. Because, you know, look. Should be. I worked my ass off. My wife worked her ass off. We put two kids. Expensive. But you always want more for people who can't do that or don't have the means or the wherewithal or the people who are abandoned by their spouse. You want the kids to survive. And the last thing you ever want to see is a kid wasted. And when you read those numbers, 8% can do English, 10% can do math, that means 90 can't. 90 can't. 90% have no chance other than to be gangsters. If you want nice things, 
and you can't read or do math, congratulations. The best way to do it is to be a low-life scumbag, right? Yeah, I mean, you'll be, you'll be trapped in poverty probably. You'll be trapped in, on welfare. Dependent that's the on cycle. Welfare, dependent on government. Yeah, that's the cycle. And, uh, you know, and, and the, the scary part is, is that these unions and, and, and the, the uh, government officials who run the place are allowing it to happen that year in and year out. It's the same story. It's been the same story for over 50 years, even longer. And, and yet none of us can seem to do anything about it. You know, we've never been able to, to rally the people, to rally the parents to overcome this. And, of course, a lot of that has to do with their union power, their political power. But uh, we have to do a better job at, at bringing this to life. You know what else it exposes, though, Ted? It, it shows you that greed isn't the man that wants to keep his own money and spend it on his own kids. Greed is the Leviathan that can produce nothing but failure and debt and continues to get money. Greed is the socialist public school system because there are no statistics that affect it. You're paying 30000 per kid in a place where 10 out of 100 can do math at grade level. It is, it is, so they're immune to any kind of failure or success. It doesn't matter because it was only a couple of years ago they were getting 18,000. So that means in 5 years they'll be getting 45,000, right? I mean it's just the system. Yeah, they want more and more already they're asking for hundreds hundreds of millions more even though there's a there's probably a negative correlation. I think the more money they get the worse they do. And, and of course the wor- the more money they get they want to get rid of standards. That's the next big thing, right? Well, they, they they don't like us complaining right right now about their their results. So the best way to stop that complaining that we're doing is just to remove the standards. Ten, when I look at the teachers and when you see them on television, I thought they got rid of standards decades ago. I mean, I, 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 it's a punchline, but it's also true. This is like something you've never seen. This is not just idiocracy. This is a, a system where you can't get these people fired. Now, one of the beauties about sending your kid to a private school, I know I'm directly responsible for at least two firings, but that's where... They understood. You make me happy. You make me happy because what a grade is, isn't your kid's ability. What a grade is, is the teacher's ability to pass the information to a, a, a child to, un, to make them understand how to calculate, how to think, how to come to a conclusion. You know, this is a misconception I think the, the society has in general. My kids don't get the grades. The school and the teacher gets the grade. I know what my kid is, the fruit of my loins. And they start out with all the abilities. And now what happens is how they are given information. And I think if people thought like this, they would realize all this school system needs is your name. And they get 30 grand. They don't have to do a damn thing. And they get 30 grand. And the only way to break that system is stop giving them the names at this point, isn't it? It really is. I mean, I think you're seeing people do that. Uh, You know, we, we reported today, separate report, that Illinois has lost 250,000 public school students in the last decade. And uh, that is the second biggest loss in the country. And, uh, you know, it kind of ties into the population losses we've talked about, but it also tells you that people are fleeing the system. And then you've got a place like Texas that has grown by 500,000 students. And so, you know, you've got, you've got people flocking to different places for, for many reasons, but uh, it's showing up in that people don't want it. And CPS, of course, is the biggest loser of people. And, you know, that's, that's the smart people but, that are getting out or the people who can get out. And there's a lot of people kind of trapped in some way. I wish they weren't trapped, and I wish they would, you know, unshackle themselves in that sense. But uh, it's, it's a scary scary that, that they can't leave. Many of them are poor. Uh, many of them don't really know. Many of them are lied to by the, by the system. And so um, they stay there 
when, when most of those kids can't read, especially, you know, the south side, especially the west side. But I pose this to you. They have that problem fixed. Like any Ponzi scheme, all you need are new pigeons, and that's exactly yep. what the illegal aliens are. That's why that city declared itself sanctuary decades ago. It understood the trajectory it was on from the Daily Short in the Pants Syndicate. It understood where the outcome would be, and it knew what it would eventually do to property values and the rest of it. It, it, it had to have the prediction of this. I mean, after all, I call the people who can't see it stupid. But I don't think for one moment that the oligarchs, the short-in-the-pants mafia, are stupid. They're not s- stupid. They're, they're diabolically brilliant. And that's why they declare themselves a sanctuary city decades ago. And now they have this flood. And that's why they want you to think it's Greg Abbott sending the buses and not their liaisons of corruption, be it La Raza or the IRC or Catholic Charities. But ironically, Catholic Charities putting itself out of business, but it still is the greatest real estate investment trust on the planet. However, you have this issue at hand, and I'm wondering if they've calculated for the fact that the people from Central and South America, for the most part, have better standards than the Chicago Democrat. They won't let their kids be subjected to this. How long before these people start to have their own schools out of their own basement? Because they kind of have an attitude of doing things like this once in a while. What will they do, Sean? But the problem is that, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough place. Everybody gets complacent. Um, yeah. the, school is, the schools are really good at telling you your kids are doing well. They move them through the system. You never really understand whether they can read or not because they don't tell you. Uh, you, you got Pritzker and, and others standing up and saying well, our kids are doing better. Blacks and Latinos are doing better. Record graduation rates. And parents hear that, and they buy it. And that's sad, but they buy it. And then, therefore, the, 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 whole, the whole system perpetuates. Do the people who are victims of this... Right now, the people who were benefiting, I, I understand it was only, what, 100,000, 200,000 kids in the city of, of, of that many people. It's probably irrelevant, and they're risking irritating those parents of those kids. But what do they do now? What are they doing? Are they, are they capitulating and just saying, okay, I guess I'm going to have to do it? Or are they moving to homeschool? Are they moving out? What do you see, or is it too early to really tell? But in 10 months... The, the, the ramifications are pretty devastating. I'm wondering if they're preparing for next year. Well, here's what I know, right? So in the last decade, 250,000 kids have left the public school systems across Illinois. Another 65,000 kids are gone from the private schools. So the private schools having gained what the public schools lost. Uh, what you have seen is, is, is uh, the homeschooling grow by about 100%. So uh, you know, another, another, I think, 50,000 or so, maybe a little bit more, have gone into homeschooling. So there is a move towards homeschooling. There is a move towards pod schools. I think people are, are looking for alternatives. Uh, they're certainly looking for, for places with, not just with better reading and literacy, but also values and virtues and places that aren't scared to talk about faith and family. Uh, there's people looking for that. So it's a question of how fast it happens and, and uh, how quickly they learn about it. Do, we, do you think, you know, we talk 30,000 a kid, and it, it's a numbing stat, and people... And they shrug their shoulders. But it's it's far worse than that when you factor in how much money was stolen in the last three years in a bipartisan fashion. After all, it was President uh, Trump that uh, gave away the billions and billions and billions of dollars to these mafia-controlled areas. Do we know how much money the Chicago public school system has gotten since uh, the shutdown of the bioweapon and COVID? Do we know? Is I mean, they lost 77,000 computers. I'm assuming that's the tip of the iceberg when we really get in the numbers. To be right, and you know they, they have gotten a ton more money, right? So we were spending we're spending forty percent more now than we were before COVID. So the money has jumped. Now the question is, where does it go? Who's benefiting from it? It's just like this migrant stuff. You know, there's tons of money being spent on the migrants, and God knows 
how it's being filtered as you know as it's spent. Um, but yeah, hell, we we have no idea, Sean. It's it's. But what we do know is that it's corruption and it's a lot of spending that just you know it's going to go to a lot of uh, connected people. You know, Ted, um, down here in South Florida, um, there's a joke because there's so many Illinois plates. It's it's it's, it's unbelievable. Um, but there's a joke that um, J.B. Pritzker and it used to be Lori Lightfoot were the greatest real estate brokers in South Florida history. Oh, heck um, yeah. Yet they've been able to fight off the union growth, the uh, failure and corruption of the teachers union for the most part, which is why the property taxes are so astronomically reasonable compared to the shanties that are in Chicago or Elmwood Park that people pay ten or 14000 on. Um, do you think these states are going to be able to fight off the mafia union? Or do you think so many Illinoisans have left and they may understand that costs got high and the schools are terrible and their gangs have destroyed once great neighborhoods, but they're still going to vote for the mafia? Are you concerned with this at all? And I say this on my own real estate predictions of the future. Sorry, but are you asking is is who? Do you think that the people who came from these areas will support Mm -hmm. the same teacher union that they fled? To no, where they the, live the, now. The ones in Florida. No, I, I, I think they're going to be more behaved. I, I think you know. And there's a whole move discussion about it's the red people moving, um, mostly, and the blues are coming back to Illinois. You know, it, it's a the great resort. Um, I don't know. I, I, I imagine it's a little bit of both. But I, I do think that um, I don't think that the blue wave, the blue people moving down there, are going to. Sorry, the people moving from the blue states to the red states are going to go vote blue Good. in Florida. Well, that's so. been my experience here, but I'm in, a, I'm in a different pocket. I'm in southwest. When you go to southeast, you have the New York Democrat that surely votes for the Democrat, and you have the counties which are accepting of the Democrat philosophies and corruption. Those are the ones that are always steeped in scandal. And, you know, it's like a cancer that grows because they feel they're in on it. And I'm wondering if you think the unions will, will gain a foothold in, 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 in not just Florida, but in Texas and Tennessee. Do you think that they will be able to politically corrupt the, the, the principles of those states and, the, and federalism and the republic the way they did in Illinois and New York? You know, I, I think it's probably a bigger, more interesting story maybe for, like, Georgia. So you've got yeah. a huge a huge number of blacks leave, leave Chicago in the last last 20 years. And many of them have gone to Atlanta and to Houston, and, and you know, where you have really strong entrepreneurial, high-growth places. The question is, when you have that big pocket, who's, who's probably traditionally been Democrat, how do they vote now that they've left a, a whatever you want to call Chicago corrupt, you know, messed up Chicago, and now they're in a vibrant Atlanta from a from a black community perspective. How do they change their vote? I don't know. How long before a Scott Hoffman property is turned into a school? <laughs> right. Well, you, uh, bro- you broke that stuff, right? You broke that, that $60 well, I mean, a foot. I, I, you know, I, I, I think Dan and others were talking about oh. it. But, uh, yeah, it's, geez, you know. That's a um, staggering story. It's a staggering yeah, story. Yeah. And this is but where the, the illegal alien died, the five-year-old kid. It was in a shanty, a tenement that wasn't even, wasn't even for, for residential. It was a commercial property, right? That's right. That's right. Just a big, massive commercial. They, they converted it. And, uh, right there. I mean, reportedly, there are open sewer things everywhere. It, it's, uh, it would almost be like the Department of Justice should look into that. Good thing for him. Merrick Garland, another Democrat, is in charge of it. I appreciate what you do, and I know how risky it is, and I know the hate you have, but I also know the results you deliver. WirePoints is essential, and that's why you go to WirePoints, and it's .org, right? That's right, .org. WirePoints.org. Ted Dabrowski, thanks for making time for me, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 
Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So before I go on to Texas and the move to continue to give the finger to the federal government, which I think is wonderful, great, needs to be done. Uh, I also think they should file for their secession papers, but we'll see. We'll work one day at a time. In the meantime, the economic numbers and the fact that Joy Reid and a bunch of leftist frauds are coming out and telling you that Bidenomics is anything other than a failed Keynesian scheme that exists on spending, and the spending is far greater than any of the growth. In fact, I have the data right in front of me right now, and you can find all the data on U.S. debt clock.org for the short term and all of this can be backed up when you click on the little link it brings you right to government numbers it turns out the u.s gross domestic product is 27 trillion 851 billion but the u.s national debt is 34 trillion 110 billion it is 135.77 percent of the gdp the gdp did not grow 3.3 percent it is a fraud. It is ma- It is, is magic, man. The spending grows exponentially. That is the plan, how government backdoor nationalizes business. Simple. That's why very select stocks go up. Other stocks go in the tank. Now, it's funny to watch because the government reveals itself as the special interest government it really is because on the Drudge Report, and you could find it on the news outlets, they celebrate that Elon Musk's company went down 12% today. They like that because they bankrupt an individual who speaks out against the government. That's where we're going, the Fourth Reich. So you'll hear their phony experts, all bust-outs, whether it's Bernstein or the mo- most notable uh, bust-out of all, Paul Krugman, who's been right about absolutely nothing in his life. These are guys that cannot make money on their own. They only make money in government, with government profiteering because they promote government lies. The real story about the U.S. economy. Nobel Prize winner Paul Krugman lays out the dollars and cents for why Americans are wrong to feel so down about it. How's the economy doing? Well, there's the difference between how it looks and how it feels. Right. Actually, Right there, you're being lied to. Right there, it's urine in your ear. It's nonsense. Absolutely. You are able to use your own judgment on what you are experiencing. This is how you overthrow a society built on the restraints on government. See, that's the game. Whether it's Barack Obama or Jimmy Carter or LBJ or FDR, it's all about removing the limits on government and putting them on you. That's why they don't have things that are across the board equal. It's all about government favoritism and the greatest threat is the fact of what our nation is you and your property rights that's what it is now it was nicknamed ironically by a republican trickled down george bush senior who trickled down through a trust fund otherwise that fraud bust out do you really think he went from kenny bunkport to an oil man i mean come on that's government corruption 101 He didn't know jack about Texas or oil, but his father was an oligarch, and he acquired an oil company, and that's it. My predecessor, though, he chose a different course. 
trickle-down economics, cut taxes for the very wealthy and big corporations. By his predecessor, do you think he just means Donald Trump? Donald Trump, ironically, is not the ideal capitalist, not by a long shot, who he, he means when his predecessor is George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and a multitude of other principled founding fathers. Because what they wanted to do is make you in charge of the economy. And the economy, you didn't even pay income tax. The economy existed on transactions. But you made them. You decided. You were the property owner. In anything other than that, it's government-controlled economics. That's what Joe Biden is. Barack Obama. Name a Democrat. There isn't one that believed in the property rights of the individual. Not one. Increasing the deficit significantly. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. There has no one that increased the deficit more than this idiot. Aside from Donald Trump's last year, when other Democrats in the Senate and in the Congress and in the media somehow got to him, somehow he abandoned the principle and he shut it down and he pumped out trillions. That's the only other time the deficit was bigger than it is right now, today. No. And the fact is, well, I won't get into it, but I don't want to get Get into it, stupid. (laughs) He stripped. How does a senator, and I'm dead serious, making $70,000 a year when he was first elected, how does he buy an $800,000 DuPont mansion? How? Mathematically impossible. He sits there before without ever working a day in his life, owning real estate in excess of $15 million mathematically impossible and he's going to tell you how what built your family wealth why people come here from all over that's all wrong and now he's going to turn you into venezuela or havana good paying jobs and ship them overseas why cheaper labor rather than pay you a fair wage ship it overseas lower wage costs and the only reason we had a massive expansion of Import-export, number one, it's the freedom of business to do money. But number two, because government, in conjunction with the labor extortion mafia, used regulations to drive manufacturers out of manufacturing. When we had the guy call about U.S. Steel, what drove U.S. Steel out of business? Government regulation in conjunction with labor extortion mafia unions. Simple. That's what turned American motor companies into government motor companies. They don't exist. GM, Ford, Chrysler, they are government fronts. And import the product, denying Americans jobs. He shrank public investment in infrastructure and education. And then the process and the process he hollowed out communities, closing factories, leaving too many Americans behind. Look. Donald Trump's economy employed more Americans than any economy. Any more Americans of every race of every gender. Now, under Biden's economy, more Americans of every race and every every gender are on welfare. That's something that never is talked about, and I don't understand why. The welfare rolls have swollen to an unprecedented amount, and that's the only way he gets along with this nonsense. Because the people who are on welfare, they don't pay for their health care. They don't pay for their rent. They don't pay for their food. You do. The economy's doing okay right now. If you actually take a step back, 
The U.S. economy is strong. The economy, by all objective measures, is doing pretty damn well. The economy has actually been incredibly strong. The Biden economy is great. Yes. How does it look? Uh, honestly, pretty damn fantastic. But we'll vote. The economy yeah. looks, the Biden economy looks like a bankruptcy. The Biden economy has generated $34.1 trillion in debt. And with all of that spending, all that it can produce is $27 trillion in GDP. That's the recipe for bankruptcy. And until people start to understand that, they're just going to vote Democrat and turn America into Chicago. Robert in Bloomingdale. Sean, what's up? Not much, kid. Go ahead. Hey, what do you think about California? Steve Garvey running for U.S. Senate. I think he's... The guy looks good at 74, and um, I'm looking at his profile. What do you think? I think the Democrat mafia and the Democrat strongholds will fight off Steve Garvey, and much to the chagrin of people in California who voted for not just Ronald Reagan, but voted for American principles. I think that these Democrat sewer areas are complacent and that they have enough people on the dole to keep it where they like it because they're going to wake up those drug addict, low-life scumbags, that are using the curb for a toilet, and they're all going to vote Democrat. That's what I think. Thank you very much for the call. But that's just a fact. You want to be lied to, you know, turn on MSNBC. Turn on Fox News. Fox News was all behind uh, Nikki Haley. Did, did Fox News ever do the expose on who Reed Hoffman is? Did Fox News let you know that Reed Hoffman was a, was a mega donor to Hillary Clinton? I don't think they let you know that. Fox News isn't going to help you get... Donald Trump in, they have Paul Ryan on the board. And for his board appointment, he made $340,000. That's part of the money that Kerry Lake was offered by those same East Coast players. Because Paul Ryan was never the speaker. He was a front. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even... Anybody would think this is... I, I, no, to be fair, even me, even me, I'll say this. I want a fresh face right now for the reason that I've never seen anyone. I can't think of a single person. You think that Jeff DeWitt didn't get, didn't get Reed Hoffman money? I, I would venture to say he absolutely did. And out front now, billionaire Reed Hoffman, the co-founder of LinkedIn, a Hillary Clinton supporter. He's offering to donate up to $5 million if Donald... It's all a cabal of corruption. It is a gangster government, and they want to teach your kids how to be willful slaves. That's why the only options they ever give them are the public schools where the teachers can't speak any better than the kids that can't read. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. John Kennedy, Senator John Kennedy. I love him. Absolutely love him. What I love about him is that he doesn't take a day off, ever. And what he does is he exposes exactly what's destroying our nation. Government, incompetence, and corruption. So New Orleans is a legendary Democrat corrupt area. Legendary. Just like Chicago, only with a little better food. In the meantime, who knew about this scandal that costs these people billions, really now all of us. When New Orleans gets two inches of rain in a short period of time, it floods. Why? Because New Orleans is below sea level, and it's in a bowl. 
It's in a bowl. Uh, that's why our founders in the city uh, built in, at first in the French Quarter, because it's the highest area. We have what's called the Sewage and Water Board, which has pumps. By the way, you know the best job in the city of Chicago? I mean, it's arguable. Water reclamation. What a great scam that is. It's obviously the same thing in New Orleans. When it rains a lot to pump the water out. We've had that for years and years and years and years. The taxpayers pay for it. And for years and years and years and years, it has been a model of inefficiency. In fact, it has been a cesspool of political patronage and corruption. Now, Michael can't say that because because the, and the business community doesn't want to say that because they're worried about retribution from the politicians. But it's the truth. Look at the headlines from our TV stations. Payroll fraud in a secret sex room. Troubling allegations at New Orleans Sewage and Water Board. Former New Orleans Sewage and Water Board employee sentenced for theft scheme. New Orleans Sewage Water Department raided by FBI. Ex-sewage and water board official has to pay back $100,000 he stole. It's like Dalton. Sounds like Dalton, Illinois. See, wherever the Democrats are, this is the schematic. That's why John Kennedy, senator now, should be the Commerce Secretary under Trump. Next headline. We knew the sewage and water board was dysfunctional. Now we know it's corrupt. The people of New Orleans deserve better. This is what the Soviets wanted. The Soviets were unable to compartmentalize the corruption so that the people felt complete futility and hopelessness in very small areas. And they just, ah, what are you going to do? And uh, the Soviets couldn't do that because they had the Soviet Union. So maybe we just need things to get a little worse. Well, under Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the office tramp, they may. And what we need to do is one of two things. The politicians have had their shot. They missed. We need to either turn the sewage and water board over to the state of Louisiana and let somebody, let somebody else run it, or we need to privatize it. That's the number one answer to everything. Privatize all of it. Take a look at what you spend to have municipal workers cut lawn. Take a look at the equipment. Take a look at the kickbacks. Take a look at who it is. and Take a look at how they vote. Because the Sewage and Water Board's plan right now when it floods, when half of the, the pumps are broken, you know what their plan is? I kid you not. Move to higher ground. Where? Brilliant. Brilliant. Right out of the city of Chicago, city of Dalton. Pick a Democrat sewer. Runs all the same way. It's kickback after kickback after kickback. And in the meantime, there's a couple of states that are putting up a fight. There are a couple of states that recognize this corruption that has destroyed great cities throughout the country has now taken over Washington, D.C., and they're putting up a fight. You know, this week, and you touched on this a little, the Supreme Court sided with the Biden administration. Federal agents can remove this razor wire placed on the Texas border. Will you still continue to put it there, even though the Supreme Court has made that decision? Well, actually, what the Supreme Court did, they, they did not issue a decision with a single word explaining anything. All they did was to return the case to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. What Texas is doing, uh, as has been seen uh, by the video after video after video, 
uh, is we are adding uh, more razor wire as we speak right now to uh, make sure that we are doing even more to secure the border. Uh, it, we are going to make it uh, impossible to enter Texas illegally. Uh, and that Boy, oh boy. What about the Supreme Court case? We're going to put more wire. Now what are you going to do? See, maybe sometimes the answer is just don't take what the enemies of freedom are giving you as an excuse, are giving you as a rule. Maybe it's time to stand up for the principles God gave us and America was built on. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's one thing to have these failed traitors, these bust-outs, who've always been Democrats, and they're paid to be it. Come out and tell you how the economy's doing. You know that the information they're giving you is absolutely corrupted. But we're supposed to have this little entity called the Federal Reserve. Now, of course, it's not federal. It's not really a reserve. It's uh, kind of an arbitrage clinic. But the main thing is it's operated under the phony guise that they're not political. The beauty of both Donald Trump and Joe Biden is they expose to the people just how corrupt this government is. And there's arguing that the Federal Reserve is at the nucleus of it all. Now, she's been called dump truck in high school. She now answers the age-old question, what would Mickey Rooney look like if he was transgender? She's Janet Yellen, and she's here to tell you that Bidenomics is fantastic in the face of its own facts. Let's go over those facts with E.J. Antonia, the Heritage Foundation. E.J., how are you, kid? Sean, I am laughing so hard that the Fed finally fixed the arbitrage that we talked about weeks ago with this ridiculous bank term funding program. Yes, let's let's expand upon that so that the people understand exactly how they're being deceived, shall we? Absolutely. So, you know, the the Fed allegedly to help the the failing banks way back in in March of last year, they created this emergency lending program and you could borrow money from the Fed and the crazy thing was you were allowed to post devalued assets as collateral, but you got to post them at par. So, let's say you had a bond that used to be worth $100, but now it's only worth $80, you could use that to, as collateral for a full $100 loan. And then the really crazy thing was the Fed allowed the interest rate on this to drop so that you could borrow from the Fed from a lower rate, like 4.5%, let's say, and then just park the money at the Fed. In other words, lend the money back to the Fed for about 5.4%. That is... 1.4% grease for doing absolutely nothing other than saying, I'm in, right? Exactly. And 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 again, this was all done allegedly as an emergency lending program, and banks have turned around and literally been able to make I mean, billions of dollars off of it. That's not so, an exaggeration. So the money that they lost through their favoritism politically, let's just say like Silicon Valley Bank, the money that they lost through that kind of political advantage, special interest, call it, they made back. So even if they were on the 
precipice of bankruptcy like Silicon Valley Bank. They were pulled back from this money, this arbitrage, with zero risk and all profitability. Now, I've got two questions for you. How, do we know how much money was actually made? How many hundreds of billions? Do we know? You know, un- unfortunately, we don't know yet. We will at some point when the data actually becomes, you know, becomes made public. The really scary thing is that can take up to two years. Oh. The Fed literally has two years to publish all of this stuff. I mean, that's that that's 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 a scam that every gangster in the world would want because the reality is do we know who the players were you know no again that's one of those pieces of information that they get a full two years to disclose so you know sean part of part of what's so ridiculous about all of this is the fact that the public is being kept in the dark as to what banks are actually having difficulty so you have no idea if your local community bank is one of the ones that's in trouble. You're just going to have to roll the dice. In fact, the worse position you were in, the more money you made. So if you gave to assets that lost the most money, but you were able to borrow at par with the built-in 1.4% arbitrage, you were rewarded for what you should have went out of business for. Oh, a- absolutely. And and so the only banks really that you know, that are, are hurt by this, I guess you could say. The ones that are, did the good. The ones who are too honest to, to take advantage of it. You know, it reminds me of it reminds me of 08. You know, this was a staggering thing where I, I knew somebody personally who had lost a tremendous amount of money because he was invested in a bank that did nothing wrong, had not one delinquent loan, but it was one of the banks that was engulfed in the scandal, one of the small community banks that was engulfed and put out of business. And this happened to hundreds of banks in this country. And it's only talked about among people who are fanatics on information. And I'm wondering, isn't this just the the plan? This is only going to be talked about with me and you and the thousands of people listening, and that's it. It's not going to ever get... Have you ever been asked to go on any news network and cover this specific scandal? Because this is a scandal that people should be investigated by the Department of Justice if we had one. This is a scandal that people should be looked at by the SEC. I mean, this is a financial crime. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I get I get uh, you mentioned the, the 2008 vibes, right? I, I get the same thing now when I look at, you know, commercial real estate. And I wonder, is that is that the next thing that they are going to set up a, a, a similar type of scheme where it's really just a bailout for bad actors who made bad financial decisions that the rest of us are all going to have to pay for? And ultimately, you're absolutely right, Sean. It's a massive scandal, but it all gets brushed under the rug because they put these pretty names on it like, quantitative easing or emergency lending and you think they're doing the right thing when in fact they're they're basically stealing money from you you just explained why uh uh, mickey rooney and drag known as janet yellen is coming to chicago why else would she go to chicago at the end of january not to mention the crime is uh, is an absolute ghetto six million vacant square feet buildings are selling for ten percent 10% 10% of what they sold for a decade ago, and they're sold to insider, short-in-the-pants mafia uh, guys who are buying it, scooping it up. This could be the perfect arbitrage again for bad commercial debt. Why not just do the same thing? Only this time we do it with commercial debt. You know, Sean, uh, that, that is my big fear, that that's exactly the road that the Fed is going to go down. And again, it's going to be a bunch of people made bad financial decisions, and you and I and all the listeners were the ones stuck paying for it. 
just like we all did with, with the massive bailout from 2007, 8, and yeah. 9. You know, it started under W, it continued under Obama, and at the end of the day, they spent so much money to bail out the mortgage market that they literally could have just used less money to pay off every American's mortgage. I mean, and, and, uh, and you know, it's amazing. The better option there. The, well, that's how I kind of got in the radio because I would listen to these guys talk about the talking points that were on back then. And it was amazing to watch as the responsible guy who never stepped over the line, who never took advantage of the, the different and variety of schemes that were offered out there and the ridiculousness of the loan vehicles that were offered, but the, the ordinary guy, the guys who listen to my show, the guys who go to work and they got the truck and they come back home and they pay their bill and they're good fathers and husbands, they were all of a sudden a party to it. I didn't do anything wrong. I never did any. And you realize that's 85 to 90% of Americans. The people who partook in all of the bad actions, and I mean all of it, you're about 10 to 15% and that's it. But yet, once again, the 85 gets stuck paying it. And the guy who became the victim was the scallywag who produced no income verification for the loan. The asset wasn't worth what he said it was or whatever, what the bank said it was. The banks gave him 130% so he could go out and buy a Cadillac with his new house. The bank's all owned by Penny Pritzker and uh, uh, Alexi Janulius and his brother. And these guys get raises too. It doesn't really pay to play by the rules, does it? No, no, it doesn't. But apparently, you know, it, crime does pay these days, I guess. I mean, look at the Biden family. My goodness. All, you know, everything Hunter has done. And you know, look, I'm not talking about, you know, his struggles with addiction and everything else. Just the financing. You know, I, I've known. What's that? Just the financing of their houses. You know, this yes, punk, yes, exactly, this punk, exactly. He did, didn't pr- produce any income for, the, for the, the Malibu house. You know, that house is ridiculously valuable. And this punk lives in it. And they say he rents it, but what they don't tell you, he rents it from an LLC that nobody can track the owner. It's him that owns it. This is a, it's a joke. It's a joke. Right, it, it is. And you know what, Sean, it, it, it's as much a joke as, as like these GDP numbers that your favorite person in the world, Janet Yellen, is walking around touting today. Uh, I mean, nothing is ever what it seems. You know, I, I, I can't help but talk about this stuff because I realize that it, it sounds like it's affecting finance guys. It's, it's, you know, it's a Wall Street topic. This is what keeps Main Street poor, is this kind of open and notorious fraud on the people. Because these insiders, they hide in the weeds. That's why I think it's important we go in the weeds. Spending is unbelievable. The fact that this idiot goes out and claims he cut the deficit, the deficit has only been higher when they shut the government down. It's never been higher ever. The debt is at an unprecedented amount that that they admit to. It's 135% of GDP, and you're going to come out and tell me we had 3.3% growth? How did they get away with that? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, it's amazing what, uh, what was it, $834 billion of debt last quarter can buy you, right? It can buy you a lot less than that in GDP. I mean, literally over $830 billion in additional federal debt. And what did we get for that? Less than $330 billion of actual GDP growth. I mean, talk about a losing proposition, but that's basically what we're doing. And, you know, people have to remember when we talk about government spending, quote unquote, that's really government expenditures, which means government's 
that when they directly write a check and buy something, okay? So when, when the bureaucrat in D.C., you know, literally buys a pen and paper that he's going to write on, that, that's the kind of stuff that goes into government expenditures. When government writes a check for a welfare program and hands that to somebody, and then the person goes out and spend it, that doesn't get counted in government spending. That actually gets counted in consumer spending. Exactly. So we have to keep in mind just how much of, quote-unquote, consumer spending is actually just being driven by government government debt. But, Sean, even if you take all that into account, you still have to deal with the fact that for the last six quarters, government expenditures have still grown faster than consumer spending. I mean, what part of this is sustainable? Well, the funny thing is they keep touting consumer confidence. And what they're talking about is the consumer that is confident because his welfare went up. Because what I play on a repeated basis here on the show, at least once a week, there's a welfare queen, and she's one of thousands, but she has a YouTube show, and it's always about the growth in food stamps, the lack of regulation, how the illegal alien now gets the food stamps, the child tax credit, and the bastardization of that, where some uh, uh, aliens who are, who are waiting for a hearing get an EIN number, and they get it. I mean, the way in which they've loosened this regulation is clearly intentional. Because it appears as consumer confidence, as ironically, the actual American consumer isn't confident about anything. He's drowning and wallowing. It's the newcomer or the the welfare recipient for legacy generations. They're immune to this all, aren't they? A hundred percent. And see, this is where I think, you know, I'm I'm no political scientist, so take this with a grain of salt. But this, this is where I think Donald Trump has really reshaped the political landscape where the the people who want to vote for somebody like him are almost exclusively middle class. The the people who are on welfare don't want to vote for him. Uh, the the people who are extraordinarily rich or in the elite, as we Our say, corporate they don't want to vote. They don't want to vote for him yeah. because those two ends of the spectrum are basically now the ones who are entirely dependent on government. You know, you have regular welfare on the one hand, you have corporate welfare on the other. That's it. They're still getting their they're still getting their their payment, their their check, if you will, from the government. And it's all at the expense of the middle class who are angry that they can't make it from paycheck to paycheck anymore. And and I think that is their motivation. Yes. And you know it's 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 funny. I, I sympathize with people who have lost their job and have no, no, no means of income. I do. I have friends and family. I myself have been had my back against the wall a thousand times where you're like, oh, boy, if I only could just have this amount of money, I'd do it. I understand the temptation of the individual welfare, and I try to keep that in mind. Where I refuse to understand it is the corporatism welfare, the corporatist, the guys like Reed Hoffman who bribe the Democrats campaign contribute and Nikki Haley because they need to keep the system going. And when you realize the companies that they're involved with and you look at the money that's handed out to these companies in this money laundering scheme, it's the only explanation for why these idiots can still go show their face because they don't go to honest companies and tout their success. They'd be chased out of there, but they go to recipients of government favoritism of this Ponzi scheme money. And that's why when Joe Biden goes out of his crypt, he goes to very Democrat strongholds. And that's why Janet Yellen is going to go to Chicago and she'll be protected by Secret Service and the rest of it. But she'll ignore the ramifications of what that great city used to be and what it is today. And, and I think now's the time to we have an opportunity to break it. And I think the only guy that can break it is a guy like is Donald Trump. I really do. And I'm wondering, he was a party of this. 
He took advantage of this. His father was in with the government spending. It's how he started his builder uh, when he started developing uh, property for World War II veterans. Do you think he wants to expose it that much? Do you think now that he's being persecuted wrongfully, that he wants to kick the doors in and do that thing he did during the speech when he said, oh, I don't pay the taxes that she thinks I should pay. I pay what her donors pay. I take advantage of those very loopholes. Because it was at that moment I think he won a tremendous amount of support. A hundred percent. Sean could not have said it better myself. I think you're absolutely right here. And and I I do think he's ready. I think he's ready for an end to the games. He has been put through so much hell over, over the last several years, not just, you know, when he was running and then when he was president, but ever since then, they, they have been persecuting him unjustly, relentlessly. I mean, just day after day, my goodness, the, the judge wouldn't even give him a continuance so that he could go to his mother-in-law's funeral a few days ago. He had to basically tell the judge, too bad, put me in jail if you want to, but I'm going to her funeral. And then, of course, the judge backed down. But, but still, that, that I think just is, is just, a, 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 just a glimpse into the amount of hell that, that they have been putting him through. And I think he has had enough at this point, and he's enough to burn the whole thing down. I think you have to, because at this point, you have a, a contempt level of the honest man. The guy who never wanted anything for nothing. The guy who went to work every day. The guy who sees with clear eyes what this is. Even the guy that understood that, okay, in Chicago, you gotta, you gotta hire the alderman's law firm if you want to get the fracking sign and all the rest of it. I think it's never been more, uh, out in the open and obvious. And I think the timing is right. I'm hoping he understands this and takes advantage of it. I'm hoping he surrounds himself with much better people than he did the first time. And are you hearing anything in Washington that people are starting to get no- nervous that more than me and you understand what the uh, the scumbag Jeff DeWitt meant when he said the, the boys back east want you to take a couple years off to Cary Lake and tried to bribe her on tape? Do you think um, they're a little worried that more than just a, a few million know the scam that is being run in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, absolutely, Sean. And I think the biggest teller of that is how actively mainstream media is working to suppress that story, because all of the people who finance those kinds of of networks or outlets, whatever the case may be, they don't want that story getting out because it undermines everything that they have built. You know, this is why I love having you on, because your entire organization, your entire organization has been fighting from day one to not only reveal this, but to make sure that these people are nervous, that people are learning. And I think Heritage Foundation is a rabid success. I think it's mainly because of you and others like you. So keep it up. And I appreciate you for exposing this and coming on radio and talking openly about it because it needs to be exposed. These roaches need to be shown the light. I appreciate you, kid. Well, I appreciate you, Sean. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate the platform. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, I have to tell you, as we examine this cabal of corruption, anybody, anybody that would sell you the idea that Donald Trump has to put this whore the Boeing, this corporatist fraud, Nikki Haley, on the ticket is a fraud, an absolute fraud. Anybody that isn't telling you this culture of corruption has to stop yesterday doesn't ever want it to end. 
I mean, this is this is the moment in time. And I was listening to, I don't listen to a lot of radio. I love, I'm, I've been very fortunate. I've met Sebastian Gorka. I really like him. He's a great guy. Dennis Prager, I love the death. Charlie Kirk, I mean, what can be, how, can you imagine how proud his parents are? What a great kid. I still, I'll listen from time to time. I listen to, to the morning show. I listen to Dan Proft. Um, I don't listen to the whole thing because I'm, you know, busy, but I listen to a lot of it. Today, he was talking about another radio host that I really never do because I don't listen to other stations. I, I, why would I? I would never. But the guy that took over for, for, uh, for Rush Limbaugh, the idea, I think there's two, right, Squirrel? There's one guy's an ex-CIA guy and then this idiot, Clay Travis. Did you hear what this idiot said? This is astonishing to me. I'm not a purity guy. I'm not sitting around arguing. Like, all I care about is winning. And Nikki Haley does do well with suburban women who are independent swing voters. Are you, are you out of your... All I care about is winning? Then you don't care about the country or a principle. These are people to really reject, in my opinion. That's, out, that's outrageous. Because this low-life rat doesn't understand. We've never won. We might lose at slow speeds. That's what the Tea Party was. That's what Adam Kinzinger, Joe Scumbag Moron Walsh, that's what they are. You've been losing at slow speed. There has never been winning. But a small respite in time, small policies, when Donald Trump refused to buckle. We lost that last year as Donald Trump was the president. And he got cheated anyway. And the reason he gave one against every principle he ever had, I have to assume, I don't know, is because he had empathy for people and he wanted to flood the market with money to imitate the velocity of business. Huge mistakes. Huge mistakes. The only thing he did at the last year that I find a little amusing is he named an experiment Warp Speed. And now a bunch of fracking Democrats advocate how people should put it in their arm, even though we have the effects. It doesn't work. I love it. So even in his loss, kind of won a little bit, he exposed the fascism of the Fourth Reich, the Democrat that hated him, and now is walking around with that Trump juice in their arm. Not me, baby. I just voted for him and got robbed in 2020, and I'll vote for him again and probably get robbed again. What will you do? 312-642-5600. Is it Arnie or Annie? Cream Puff Jim? Arnie? Phyllis? I'll take you guys when I get back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, squirrel. Put your finger on the sensor button. Because Arnie is a friend of somebody I know. He's a brilliant, smart guy, but he's a Tasmanian devil. Arnie, St. Charles. Arnie? Sean, you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Hey, brother. How are you, man? Good. good. I'm I'm, I'm happy to talk to you, man. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. I'm just telling you, I'm I'm, I'm a newer, newer, uh, you know, I I listen to you every chance I get. And uh, I'll tell you, my friend turned me on to you. And immediately, I was like, I love this guy. And I told <laughs> my friend, I told my friend, I said, this is a guy that, like, it's someone we would hang around with, man. Oh, it's like so we, I we'd know, be buddies with. You, you, yeah, well, Frank, Frank is a friend of mine. You're talking about a, a guy from Elmhurst. His name is Frank Catalano. 
And yes, Frank sir. is a friend of mine. And the way that I met Frank was after I left the mercantile exchange. I had always had my real estate license. But as you can tell, I'm very opinionated. And he was mm-hmm. starting a real estate company. And he asked me to mm-hmm. come and work for him. And I don't like working for people. But I liked him. And he had another guy that I like. I lasted about four mm-hmm. months before I got in an argument with everybody. And I went on my own. But Frank mm-hmm. is quietly... Don't let him kid you because he looks like a Tasmanian devil. I mean, it's astonishing. He, 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 he could scare a, a bulldog off a meat truck. But he's quietly brilliant. Brilliant guy. He really is. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about these economic numbers and all this stuff, he's smiling. He's smiling because he gets it. And, uh, you know, this is what we need to do, Arnie. we got to expose the scam. You know how many guys go to work every day? They bust their ass. And they have no idea. Mm-hmm. The banksters are robbing people. they got an arbitrage, an immediate profit, billions of dollars. They do nothing. They don't go to work. Mm-hmm. They don't wake up. They don't have to come home and clean the house. Nothing. And it's a scam. And it has to come to an end. So I appreciate the listening, Arnie. I really do. Thank you very much, brother. I really do. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Right, I love care. I love listening. you got a, 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 a listener forever. Right back on. I mean, so you know what? Stay on. You're going to need a shirt then. we got to give this guy a shirt. Uh, cream puff, Jim. Yeah, in generations, I, I'm curious that, uh, for instance, uh, the beginning of the 20th century, you got the lost generation. You've got the, uh, yeah. what would you say? The you got the lost generation. century in the, China following the same economics of your short in the pants mafia, but go ahead. But then, then we go to the baby boomers. But after that, I get you really. Got me. Uh, you got well, me. What about Gen Z? How does this how does this work? Gen Z Z? What what's the what's the newest generation? What do they call This is it? you, the, the the guys that didn't go to Vietnam. The sixties guys that protested. The fruit of your loins is what's screwing up my damn country. You got guys that want to be girls and girls that want to be guys. These are the fruit of your loins, not mine. Mine <laughs> yeah, but but sure, my cousin did two tours in Vietnam. Two tours, my favorite cousin, Danny. Yeah. Uh, he got went over to wedding. And the only died, he, he uh, was stiff, and he got run over by one of his own family members that are winding up in well, Michigan. I got a hundred because it was a death. Democrat behind the wheel. You want to take that action? Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Survived Charlie, got hit by a short-in-the-pants Democrat who's probably to this well, day what? collecting a pension. I'll tell you, you Democrats, yeah. are, you're more dangerous than Charlie. That's the reality of things. And, you know, we had, uh, we had Jeff from Cincinnati on the line. And Jeff from Cincinnati couldn't, couldn't hold, but he had a point he wanted to talk about. And I want to talk about it because he wanted to talk about a friend of his who suffered a, a brain injury and was faced with going on welfare or going to work, and he went to work. I'm going to tell you an opposite story. I had a friend of mine. I just talked about Frank Catalano, who truly is a brilliant guy. I grew up with a kid by the name of Joe. Joe was smarter than anybody. He was a walking calculator. There was nobody smarter. But he had a father, and the father worked for... General Motors. And when they cut their contract in the 70s, they entered the disability clause. So the old man threw himself or fell or whatever the case is. Never worked. So when we are graduating high school and we go to work and my friend goes to law school and I bust my ass and go, Joe gets a job and his family member makes fun of him for going to work. And he says, what are you doing? You're going to go to work. And he schools him. On how to go on the dole and say you're depressed and all the rest of it. I'm here now. I'm doing the show. My other buddy's an attorney. We all got our struggles and everybody's been, I've been broke a couple times, the rest of it. You know where Joe is? 
Joe's in a convalescent home. A ward of the state. That's how it ends up. They take away what could be. And that's what you see in Chicago. And that's what you see in New York. And that's what you see in the Democrat Party. They take what could be telling you they're helping you. And they want you to focus on those guys, right? They want you to hear, oh, this guy doesn't like people on welfare. No, I'm aggravated that anybody would buy that tagline. Unless, of course, you absolutely need it. Then if you're handicapped and you're really handicapped, fine. But what's worse than that are these scum, low-life bankers. These scum corporatists who buy politicians and get the government spending back so it looks like income. That's a fraud. And that has to end. And they hide behind Joe. They hide behind the welfare recipients who are wallowing in the ghettos they build. Yours, your kids are the ones five out of a hundred can read. And they're making 30000 a kid. And if you think I'm wrong, go look at where the teachers in the ghettos, look at where they park their cars and look at what the cars are. And then look at your car. It's a freaking scam. That's, they're not giving you something you're entitled to. They're bribing you so you don't look behind the curtain. This is the opportunity. The scams are bankrupting everything they touch, whether it's the city of Chicago, the county of Cook, the state of Illinois, or now, thanks to this dimwit whore who never worked a day in his freaking life, this asset of enemies foreign and domestic. Now it's our country. And you're going to hear that the GDP is up. It isn't up. It's a fraud, and it's got to come to an end. And anybody that tells you it isn't, they're in on it. I'd rather be broke but still be an American, still have the pride of my life, my liberty. And so would you. Just stand up for it and call all the other ones what they are. Frauds. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows All right, let's see if we can help Bill in Gray's Lake. Sean, what's up, man? I love your show. And by the way, you owe me a T-shirt because I listen to you every day, and I think I spit something up at least a couple times during your show. All right, all right. We're You're hilarious. All right. All right. No, I got to pay for these T-shirts, um, I think. I don't even know how it works, but go ahead. Hey, let me know. I'll, I'll no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, go ahead. So I listen to news, AM, you, every day. And the one thing in the conversation that's just missing and – just doesn't give me any confidence is what has been done to give americans confidence in our election well you you've heard me listen i come out here i've come out here for three years and i tell you every day he's a thief 81 million people did not 16 19 i think it's 19 million more people they want you to believe voted for the dimwood and diapers than Barack yes. and Yes We Can and Hope and Change and arguably the most bombastic, most charismatic, most motivational, even con man that he was. But people really voted for him. He really won. Joe Biden did not. Joe Biden did not. I was doing, you, I, you hear me? I was doing it that night. They shut the count. They stole the vote. Over with. Ballot harvesting. The rest of it. I don't care about, see, I think people took the wrong 
wrong, wrong uh, avenue when they started to go after the companies. The companies already had been proven what they were in a documentary by a Democrat named Kilchain. Did you ever see it? Did you ever see that? I did. Yep. Okay. Harry Hursty exposes that for the possibilities that it is. But the old-fashioned Chicago, I got a guy, queen of heaven, uh, uh, a clouded voter rolls, that's how they really did it with the mail-in and the ballot harvesting. And my buddy that I told you about, Joe, in his convalescent home, they get a scallywag Democrat goes, they all vote Democrat. They walk out with a sack full of votes. The guy doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, vote Democrat. In the meantime, this is the same. That's how it works. Go ahead. Hey, Sean, my wife and I, election night, we're in bed, where we should be. Easy now. Family show. Go ahead. (laughs) We're watching the ticker. You know the ticker. Uh-huh. It rolls all the counts. All of a sudden, oh, this point place closes. Oh, we're watching Michigan because my wife went there, so she has a little interest in it. All of a sudden, Trump is losing and votes were taken away live. And from what I know, which isn't much, but those tickers are straight from the official whatever, you know? So that's Bill. supposed to be live, real ticket. Go right now on Google. Go right now on the evil Google on YouTube. And, and try to find where they announced that they were shutting the countdown for four hours. Try to find it. Now, it was on every news outlet. Try to find it. They don't want the kids to know that they shut the countdown for four hours. Calculated exactly and specifically where, where Biden had to get the bulk of the votes. Listen, we've had experts on it. Guys from the Navy, everything. Oh, yeah. They were That's all it. swing states that happened. In your, your Brother, do you think I'm telling you to be confident that I think you're going to win? We won in 2020. Look at us now. You think I'm not telling no, you I'm that. Not. I'm telling you and your wife and the kids, whatever it is, prepare yourself. Go to high ground. I'm going to take a guy next to you who's going to tell you how you got to join the Illinois Republican Party. He lives in Texas. I want you to do what he did. Get the hell out of there. Thank you very much, Bill. Got a reason with the women. You got a reason with the women. I know. I know what you're going through, Bill, but it's worth the argument. Trust me. I'm in one every day. Kevin, Austin, Texas. How do you know what I'm going to say? You're I know exactly what you're going to say. Uh, so once again, you define the problem, you expose the uh, the government corruption of the Democrats and all that type of thing. You you represent Generation X extremely well. I'm glad that you talk about you like uh, Charlie Kirk. His parents are proud of him. There's a guy that works with Charlie Kirk. His name is Tyler Bo- Boyer, B-O-Y-E-R. Mm-hmm. I think you should have him on the show. He's actually involved. He's a Cary Lake backer. He's in, involved in Arizona politics. I think he could shine a light on as far as, far as how crazy that stuff is. You should have him on the show. Oh, and don't I, use Google. Use DuckDuckGo. No, I do. But I, YouTube is Google. And what I'm saying is how, how, how successful they are at censoring exactly what happened on election night 2020. No, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because yeah. th- this is lost in this argument. You shut the countdown for four hours. You have an infrastructure yeah. of corruption in your Democrat offshoots, these right. front companies. That's exactly where they were. We had, you know, the the movie 2000 Mules touches upon it, and there's been exposés. History will vindicate this claim that I'm I'm making. I agree. Because it's exactly what happened. And more people are talking, more people are aware of it because people like you and all these other different ways to get information that we didn't have when we were in our 20s or 30s. How about this Reed Hoffman? That's why more than 50% of the people think that it was stolen. Reed Hoffman is at the forefront of artificial intelligence. So whatever they did then, they can do better now, thanks to AI. And, and, the, and the thing is, Trump is exposing all that. 
But the thing is, Trump is able to do what he's doing right now, and he's winning because there are people getting involved in the precinct level. People should do it in Illinois because they're going to be four seats. He has to win. He has to have such an overwhelming support of the population that they refuse to allow the steal to go. The only way, Kevin, the only way he's going to get that is after he secures the nomination for the Republican Party, he declares himself not a Republican. And if he took somebody, like I'm suggesting, in Tulsi Gabbard, he would take the disenfranchised, decent, although ignorant, because of his own choice, Democrat, who knows there's something afoot that isn't kosher. And he would say, wait a minute, I like this. And that would be an overwhelming population that is uncheatable. Because 74 million people got cheated. And now, 350 million people are paying the cost. Thank you very much. How much... That was right on time, huh? I hate when the show is over. But I'll be back in 21 hours. We'll be back tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.